0: Three, two, one. We are here. We are on. We are awesome. <laughs> I seriously need to work on my intro. It's getting there. It, it's getting there. You know, just, just bear with me. Just bear with me. It is the third episode of the brand new OTC Outside the Comics podcast. After all, I'm your host, Mike Garcia, and for this episode of the podcast, we're gonna talk about everything. Recent that's going on in the Marvel world. That's right. The Marvel industry Last episode we talked about DC and the first episode I talked about my favorite heroes who I look up to and You know, just just a little brief introduction in terms of who I am So I feel like for this episode, we're gonna look at everything that's going on in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Boy, is it a good time to talk about that now because let, let's let's be real. Let's be real. No one, no one have has ever expected for MCU phase one from the introduction of Iron Man to get to where it is right now. The Marvel Cinematic Universe has blown everyone away. It has become the new blockbuster franchise. Ever in the history of cinema. In my personal opinion. I think it trumps Star Wars. I think it defeats all other franchises. Disney movies. Even though Marvel's a part of Disney. Whatever. You know. Uh, uh, WWE. The game Jersey Shore. That... God-awful teen mom thing? I don't know. I'm I'm just spewing out stuff here. My point is, Marvel has done something exquisite to the point where it's like, you know what? You just can't get enough of it. You just can't get enough. So, for this episode, we're going to talk about everything that's going on in the Marvel world, as I said. And the very last segment, we're going to talk about, you know it, Avengers 3, and who I think is going to die, or who will be the first to die, to be exact, because let's face it, we don't get to 10 years of the Marvel Cinematic Universe just for someone not to die. Oh, yeah, and uh, Quicksilver, yeah, he doesn't count. So, let's move on, shall we? First news goes to, ooh, James Cameron, the director of Avatar. Apparently, Avatar director James Cameron hopes audiences will soon feel Avenger fatigue. That's very interesting. Uh, Cameron, who endorsed Terminator Genesis and called Wonder Woman a step backwards for women... Uh, was speaking with reporters. And he took aim at Earth's Mightiest Heroes. He says and I quote. I'm hoping we're. I'm hoping. We'll start getting Avenger fatigue here pretty soon. Not that I don't love the movies. It's just. Come on guys. There are other stories to tell. Besides hyper or gonadal males. Without families doing death defying things for two hours. And wrecking cities in the process. It's like oi. Quoting Brendan Schaub here. Hey, man. (sighs) Hey, man. Look. (laughs) You know what someone should do? Someone should just, like, take a plane, go to where this guy lives right now, knock on his door, and slap the shit out of him. Because this guy talked ill about how women are portrayed extremely badly in in Wonder Woman who is DC's top movie pretty much up to this point and now all of a sudden he's speaking bad over the Avengers. Look, man. All right, let's play devil's advocate here. Are we getting are we soon to get fatigued from the Avengers? Yes, of course. Which is why there's a three month gap from July, at the end of July, all the way to September, where we don't have to think about that anymore. Not to mention, the next Avengers movie, which is going to be Avengers 4, is set next year. There's bound to be fatigue, but us as casual and hardcore fans, we need that. We never want too much of a good thing. That's just who we are as human beings. As far as I'm concerned. This James Cameron dude. Need to shut the hell up. Let directors. And actors. And studios. And whoever else that is involved with these projects. just Let them do whatever they freaking want. If you want to be a hater. Go be a hater. Go freaking make. Whatever. Go go focus on your avatar sequels. Go focus on your personal projects. Go do whatever you want. Let us fans we let us worry about us, okay? Let us worry about the films. Let us worry if we're gonna be fatigued or not. Because as a hardcore fan, we're not gonna be fatigued anytime soon. Wanna know why? Because more comic books are gonna be distributed. More comics are going to get written. More people are going to want to work for the industry. There are more people that are going to want to write scripts, screenplays. New cast is going to be formed. There's just the who's who and the what's what. We're all going to do whatever we want. And there's not a damn thing that you or any other hater can just do something about it. (laughs) Magnum just spoken. James Cameron. Who the frick is this guy? Anyway. Alright. Moving on. The Venom trailer. Tom Hardy. We finally get a look at Tom Hardy's Venom. That's going to be released on October 5th, 2018. Which is the same weekend. Shout out to Comic Con. That's going to get released from the 4th to the 7th. New York Comic Con. You haven't gotten your tickets. I'm sure the tickets are not out yet. Go get your tickets when they come out. I believe they'll come out at the end of June, beginning of July. If you haven't gone to Comic-Con, go. If you have been to Comic-Con, go. Go have a good time. Anyway, moving on. So, I'm sure by the time you guys are listening to this that you've already seen Tom Hardy's version of Eddie Brock's Venom, Marvel's Venom to be exact, or in association with Marvel. Because let's face it, this is a Sony film. Now, I saw the trailer numerous times. Let me start off with the pros. Let me start off with the cons. First of all, love the look of Venom. He looks sadistic. He looks scary. Like, he looks like if you would ever see something like that, you would shit your pants. There is no doubt about it. And he looks 100 times better than the Venom from 2007, Spider-Man 3. I don't know what the hell they were doing with that. But this Venom looks freaking awesome. The fact that Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock, the fact that he's actually going through a series of he's feeling sick, he's feeling nauseous, he doesn't know what's going on, and he hears the voice of the sim. and by the way, it's pronounced symbiote, not symbiote. I don't know who the hell said that. Um, the fact that he's going through this transition, and the fact that Venom addressed that we are Venom. For those of you who don't know, Venom has always been portrayed as third person. He always refers to himself as we. We as in Venom and Eddie Brock. So think of bipolar or multiple personality, but on a sadistic level. On a very sadistic level. The CGI looks good. I am rooting for this movie to do extremely well. Here are my cons, though. There were rumors that Venom... The actual Venom in his movie will have less screen time for about 5-10 to minutes. I'm hoping to God that's a rumor and here's the reason why. Venom is a popular anti-hero in the Spider-Man universe. There's a reason why the Venomverse comics are doing extremely well at the comic book store. There's a reason why. For those of you who haven't gotten it... Go, go like like I said. Go to your local comic book store. Pick up a few Venomverse comics. You'll love it. You'll enjoy it. Pretty much all your favorite superheroes, supervillains, the 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 female superheroes that are getting inf- that get infected by the symbiote Venom. It's freaking awesome. It, it looks pretty cool. As a matter of fact, side note. Shout out to Jamie Tyndall. Or Tyndall, T Y N D A L L. Check out his Facebook and his Twitter page. He he's a hell of an artist. He works for I believe he works for uh, Fox Studios and he draws his own art and it looks sick. It looks fantastic. I'm actually going to get one of the tattoos, probably my first tattoo of one of his art called Gwenum. So, it's Spider-Gwen being infected by the symbiote Venom. And, it looks badass. So, that's, once again, that's Jamie. Shout out to Jamie Tyndall. T-Y-N-D-A-L-L. Look at his art. It is freaking sick. So, back to Venom. I'm hoping, as I said, rumors that... The rumors are not true. I'm hoping that the rumors are not true. That we get more of Venom in his actual film. The reason why I have skeptical hippo eyes. Shout out to Brendan Schaub. His word, skeptical hippo eyes. <laughs> you know, when you're just looking and you're just squinting your eyes. And you're just like, eh, I don't buy it. It's a Sony production. Which is why... I have... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm very nervous. You want a movie from Sony to do well. The last time Sony botched their, Super, their Spider-Man, Superman, I was about to say Superman, holy crap. The last time Sony botched their Spider-Man films is with The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Sony does not want to go that route. Venom, in my personal opinion, I don't think Peter Parker is going to get introduced in the movie whatsoever. I don't think Spider-Man is going to be mentioned in this movie whatsoever. I think Venom is going to set forth in his own movie and in in his own universe. And you know what? I actually, in a way, kind of like that because now it portrays Eddie Brock's character as his own character. It portrays the anti-hero as himself. That he's not influenced by anything else. He's not competing against Peter Parker. He's not competing against Spider-Man. Because let's face it. If Spider-Man was to be introduced in this film. Who is the limelight going to go to? Spider-Man himself. But like I said. These were rumors. I have no idea what to expect. I'm just hoping the story is good. I hope we get plenty of Venom. I hope Tom Hardy's portrayal of Eddie Brock is awesome. Hell, this probably minor spoiler, I hope we get Carnage. If Carnage is introduced in the last 5 minutes or 10 minutes of the film and we can get Carnage and that's set up for a potential Venom sequel, more power to you, Sony. It would, it would love us, we would love the symbiotes so much more. And for those of you who are asking, who the hell is Carnage? Like, like, like who who is Carnage? Basically, Carnage is the red sadistic symbiote. The other side of Venom. Go do some research on him. Um... Mm -hmm. We need Carnage, basically. (laughs) We need Carnage. We need Venom and Carnage. And I would love it if Venom and Carnage... I would love it if Anti-Venom and Toxin gets introduced in a Venom sequel. Oh, I know I'm thinking way too much ahead of time. But that's how hopeful I am with this film. That's how hopeful I am. So Venom, hopefully, does well. We are not disappointed in any way, shape or form. Let's let's just hope. Moving on, next segment. Deadpool two. Uh where do I begin with this? Um Deadpool two. Deadpool two is coming out on May eighteenth, twenty eighteen. It was originally supposed to be two weeks after Avengers three, but now it's set three weeks after it. Um, when Ryan Reynolds was pitching the idea of Deadpool and it was going on for over 10 years, it became such a unique film that all of us just loved. We loved the character of Deadpool, the merc with the mouth. We loved the fact that Deadpool is this superhero that breaks the fourth wall, that is always perverted, that cannot die that you know that nothing can stop him no matter what that he just talks so much shit that you just want to punch him in the face but we love him for that um I have to I'm I'm going to admit Deadpool 2 does have a few concerns because the fact that it taken such a long time for the first Deadpool movie to happen I'm afraid that Deadpool 2 might suffer from sequelitis On the fact that the first movie has done extremely well at the box office. And has done extremely well to fans. Have done extremely well with critics and reviewers and so many others. That the studios had no choice but to make a sequel. We knew there was going to be a sequel no matter what. But will it do better than the first one? Honestly, I would say no. And I'm hoping I'm wrong. I'm hoping I'm wrong in this. Um, off the bat, I love Josh Brolin's look as Cable. I don't know too much about Cable. I know, slight spoiler, again, if you haven't read the comics, Cable is from the future. Sorry, um, my phone just got, uh, that's interesting. Um, cable is from the future. And from the trailer, apparently he came back in time to either kill a kid or stop a kid from going nuclear. I have no idea what the story unfolds. It's a very interesting story. And I'm hoping that the chemistry and the comedy still holds up with Ryan Reynolds' portrayal of Wade Wilson's Deadpool. Here's my nitpicky thing. And I'm just being nitpicky about this. I don't like... Zazzy Beats look of Domino. I've said it before numerous times to my friends. I've said it before on, you know, panels and classes. Um, I don't like how she looks. And here's the reason why Domino does not look like what she looks like now. Domino, white skin, straight, short hair. If you go on Google, if you go on, if if you read tons and tons of comic books. In fact, Marvel just released a new Domino's uh Domino comic book issue because of her character. And I'm actually going to pick that up sometime either this weekend or next week next weekend just to have a good read. In my personal opinion, Zazzy Beats looks like A person that you would find at Comic-Con. That's just... and, And like I said... This is just a nitpicky thing. This is just... My nerd side talking. I don't like how she looks. That's just me. I don't like the afro look. Even though that's her... I'm sure that's her natural hairstyle. I don't care. I don't like how she looks. I also have... In the trailer... I have not seen the last trailer. And I refuse to see the last trailer. Because I believe... You know, a lot of trailers spoil films. I haven't seen the last trailer. I also find out or haven't found out who any of the other characters are. I have no idea what the story is going to be. So, what makes it better, just slightly, if Deadpool can acknowledge that the X-Force thing that he did in the trailer, where he actually briefly mentions that, isn't that copying or... Revengers was taken, or, you know, Wonder Woman did this before, or something along those lines. Because I know they're going to give references to Josh Brolin's Thanos look, and I know they're going to give references to, I think, Batman films. Like, the sky's the limit with Deadpool. May 18th, Deadpool 2... I'm hoping it exceeds my expectations, and even if it doesn't, whether it's a great popcorn film, we're still going to see it, we're still going to enjoy it, we're still going to have fun with it, no matter what. Personally, I'm excited. Moving on to the final segment, Avengers 3, Avengers Infinity War. Premiere if you're in New York, like I am. Dropping down tomorrow night at 7 p.m. I'm going to go see it Saturday night. Where do I begin with this one? Everyone coming together to stop the ultimate badass of badasses. The ultimate villain, Thanos. Where 10 years of all of those films, 18 or 19 films if I'm not mistaken, they all get collaborated into one. The face-off against the probably one of the greatest villains in comic book history. Now, with the comedy aspect and the serious tones and the, the colorful tones that each movie has been portrayed. Look at Thor Ragnarok, Guardians of the Galaxy, the Thor movies, Captain America, Iron Man, and so on and so forth. Spider-Man. All of them coming together would be so epic. It's to the point where you don't want to stop seeing it. At least that's what I'm hoping that that's what I feel. There's only one concern that I have. One concern indeed. With this being over two and a half hours, how much is each person's story going to be well balanced? How much is the movie going to be well balanced where each character is going to have their own screen time and each situation is going to be portrayed and how much limelight each character is going to have? Because when you're introducing a movie like that and the defenders, Netflix defenders with Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage and Iron Fist. The problem with the Defenders, and don't worry, we're going to get back to the Avengers in just a moment. The problem with the Defenders was 13 episodes is not enough to portray equal time for all the characters to have some kind of impact to the audience. There's a reason why each character has their own show. We follow the characters, we follow their story. We follow what they have to offer, literally from the first episode, normally all the way to 10, 11, 12, or 13 episodes. Iron Fist, in my personal opinion, was a huge waste of time. If you haven't seen it, God bless you. You haven't seen it, you don't need to see it. The Defenders suffered from that because each character, it was hard to balance them out all equal because... One story was about a particular character, another story was about someone else, and then it it just all got convoluted and just constricted. It was still a great time, It it was still a good show to see, but I felt like if it was broken off into more episodes, they could do a little bit more with each character. And that's what I feel like in Avengers 3 is actually going to happen. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying don't go see the film. Please. Go see the movie. Because I know I'm going to. I spent over $70 with my hard-earned money and taking my friends to find the best seats possible to go see the movie. So that's what I'm going to do. These are just nitpicky things that I have. Is it going to be perfect? I don't think so. But is it going to exceed everyone's expectations? Absolutely. Um... I would love to see the comedy uh, portrayed very well. I would love to see Rocket Raccoon maybe take snaps at everybody. I would love to see, uh, you know, since Thor, with the success of Thor Ragnarok, on how his comedy is going to be portrayed. I would love to see the tone, the, the, the dark emotional tones of who's going to die Um, how they're going to handle it, uh, what's Thanos' uh, reasoning for, 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 uh, collecting the Infinity Stones. I want to see all of that being portrayed in the film, and I can't wait. April 28th, which is when I'm going to see it. Oh, it's going to be such an epic time. Now, who do I think is going to die? Off the top of my head, I think Vision. I think Vision is going to be the one that's going to die first. Simple reason, he has one of the Infinity Stones, and it's only going to be a matter of time before Thanos is going to rip that thing from his head and put it on his Infinity Gauntlet. Vision, I think, is going to be one of the top three people that's going to die. Another one that's going to die, in my personal opinion, would have to be either War Machine or... Hawkeye. Hawkeye has not really been portrayed, at least not that I've seen, because like I said, I don't watch trailers at all. I haven't seen any other trailer except for the first one. Um, I think Hawkeye, in my personal opinion, is going to go through his own road, his own um, path within Infinity War. I'm just hoping they don't cut him completely. Um To be honest, aside from Spider-Man and Black Panther, he's actually my third favorite adventure out of all of them. I know. I know. You know. Oh, what about Iron Man? What about Captain America? What about Thor? What about Hulk? Listen, I love who I love. I like who I like. Sue me. Deal with it. That's just me personally, though. I'm hoping they don't cut out Hawkeye completely. Um... Do I believe they're going to kill off two characters? It's a huge possibility. Um I, I'm I'm just stuck on words because I'm so excited to see the film. Like I say, this is ten years that us fans, us comic book fans, have been leading up to to get to something like this. It's gonna be exciting. It's going to be epic, it's going to be awesome, and I can't freaking wait. You want to know why I think it's going to be so awesome on the fact that it is Avengers 3? Good friend of mine from LA who already saw the premiere texted me after it was over and he says he has never been more excited nor exhausted in his life after watching a film. And since I read that, I thought to myself, "Oh boy, ooh, okay, well, maybe, maybe James Cameron was was right, and maybe I do need to take a a, a little break." Psych! <laughs> Not gonna happen. I'm probably gonna see this film at least two or three times, so. That's, I, I think that's most likely what's going to happen. Nevertheless, I'm excited. I'm really excited to see how the film is going to be portrayed. I'm excited to see the characters. I'm excited to see the fights. I'm excited to see the tones. I'm excited to see the comedy, the action, the the emotional. I, I, want, I want to be to the point where I want to be laughing... And you know what? I want to shed a few man tears. That's right. I said it. I said it. I want to shed a few man tears. I want to cry from someone dying. And as I said earlier, Quicksilver from Avengers Age of Ultron does not count. In my personal opinion, they should have killed off War Machine in Civil War. That way, they could have something to learn from. But instead, for some odd reason, Marvel is afraid to pull the trigger. Well, you know what? You better pull all kinds of triggers in this movie because if you don't, I'm going to be like, what the hell? And not just me, but the hardcore fans will probably go worse. But that's just my personal opinion. Anyway, that's going to do it for this segment. That's going to do it for this episode of the OTC Outside the Comics podcast. Tune in next week where I'm going to see the film, obviously. And I'm going to talk about everything, well, let's be honest, I'm not going to spoil a damn thing. But I want to talk about what I thought of the film, what I'm hoping to look forward to next, and anything else that's going on in the comic book industry. As of right now, we are done, we are through, I am out.